uh, at least by my standards, I got like 500 views, <laughs> but it was 500 views within like an hour, which is nuts for me. And then it was just gone. And, and basically, I think what the issue was is my covers were too good. And they just, they claimed it as the original. Welcome back to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend is Aaron. But this episode is my conversation with uh, YouTuber Todd Barrage. Now, the funny thing is, if I recall, back when we recorded this interview, Todd maybe was just coming off COVID or maybe even had it at that time. And now I've got it. So there you go. That's how it works sometimes. But if you haven't seen Todd's videos before, uh, you should definitely check it out. He kind of does a, a, a wide variety of things from, you know, kind of covers. There's the classic sort of like meme type thing where if this band wrote this song, he does those kind of covers. He does different mashups, but he always puts a little something extra into his covers and in his mashups. So you should probably go check it out. All of the videos we talk about in this song because, or in this song, in this episode, because when we recorded it, uh, we actually watched his videos together. Uh, the videos will be linked in the show notes, so you can go check those out. And you know, sometimes we might talk about different things that get referenced here and there. You can go watch the video itself. But before we get into it, I'll just go through some housekeeping. Go follow us on social media at Growing Punk Pod. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter. You'll find the links to mine and Aaron's Instagrams and Twitters there as well. Uh, if you like what we do here and you want to buy us a coffee each month for two bucks a month, you can go support us on Patreon. And uh, we've also got merch available. That's all linked in our social media bios as well and in the show notes here. Uh, what else is there? Is there anything else I need to tell you? Wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate it, review it, share it with your friends, all that kind of stuff. And go subscribe to Todd's channel on YouTube as well. Anyway, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. This is my conversation uh, with Todd Barrage and his five favorite, I guess, mashups, covers, whatever you want to call it, that he's done. Wow, that that was bizarre. I hit record on my end, and and she spoke, <laughs> and and she spoke to you. <laughs> I uh, it gets me every time, and I don't know how many episodes we have that literally open. If well, if it doesn't make it into the episodes, <laughs> how many like audio files I have that the the conversation off the top is? Oh, she told me we're recording, so it's all. <laughs> but oh man, yeah, no. Um, I've got like I do have one profile. I think I must have fixed it. Because I had one, a Google Chrome profile where it would open up and it would just be, yeah, along the top was like a, a list yeah, yeah. of different bookmarks. And there were like some ridiculous ones that were like top 300 <laughs> albums of all time or whatever. Because at one yep. very brief moment, I was like, oh, this would be when I first was starting the podcast. I was like, oh, this would be a great way to like just be able to pick stuff. Right. But we were like reviewing stuff or talking about right. stuff at the time that I was like, I don't have interest in listening to this. So why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I think I must've gotten rid of it. Cause there were different like work related things that I was always like, anytime I opened a browser at home I was like, I don't want to think about work, man. Like, no, get out of here. So now that's it just opens, opens up to YouTube that's, and podcast stuff. <laughs> I, I applaud you for, uh, for having that restraint. I I've, I've yet to figure out the, uh, the separation of work and life. So, I mean, I guess, so for work, are you like, is it just all music sort of stuff like producing as well yeah. as the YouTube stuff? Yeah. So I'm trying to get out of producing and just focus on the YouTube. Oh, Cause cool. for me, that's as close as I can get to yeah. a work life balance is if the, the work is me. 
right. uh, <laughs> then it's like not like strangers coming into my home. Well, not strangers. I, I know most of my clients, but you know, not, <laughs> this revolving door of people that my cats love and my wife tolerates. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So then the producing came first before the YouTube or how did that go? Uh, they started kind of at the same time. Okay. Uh, it was like 2011, I think yeah. I want to say. Uh, I was dropping out of college, um, and I moved home with my parents, and they gave me the basement to pursue music because I had never pursued it professionally before. It was just like a lifelong right. hobby of mine. Yeah. Um, and when I, you know, after the second time you drop out of college, it's like, okay, maybe do the thing you love. <laughs> right. That's fair. You know, you, you tried the thing you don't love twice, and and yeah. What were you taking in college? Uh, I did a year of human resources, okay. and I, I learned that HR is the devil. <laughs> really <laughs> well disguised, but they're, they're just they're underpaid lawyers on behalf of the company. Sure, yeah. Right? That's and fair, uh, So yeah. I, w- I was going in to want to help employees, and it was like, oh, this isn't that. So I, I dropped out after a year of that, and then I did a year of marketing, which okay. is like super the devil. Right. Like, <laughs> marketing are the people that realize that funeral homes could be a thing. <laughs> right okay and it's yeah. like, oh everyone dies everyone needs to grieve how do we profit off that so right. once once i connected those dots i was like man i don't want to be do that, that. Yeah. yeah yeah so I, I i i phoned my mom and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i know i'm not going back to school right uh after today i literally i walked out of class and just called her i was like no i'm i'm done like this oh. is this is fucked yeah. um and so that's, that's what she told me she was just like well okay here's the deal you're gonna move home we're going to give you like our basement while you sort your stuff out. And it was, it was supposed to be just for the summer. I was just going to record some bands while I figured out what I wanted to do. And then it never stopped. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's crazy. So, but do you use any of that? Like what you would have learned in, in marketing school? Have you, have you been able to use any of it to market <laughs> yourself? Or are you just like, no, I don't <laughs> like, I don't ethically agree with a lot of marketing tactics. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so like my whole marketing approach is like, just exist. <laughs> you know, m- louder than I maybe would otherwise. But other than right. that, like I, I don't use any tactics. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are no techniques. Like the, right. the closest, I guess there's one thing. It's I, I agree with the concept of perceived value. Uh, a ten dollar CD has a lot more value than a three dollar CD. Right. Uh, no yeah. one's gonna listen to the free CD you handed them in the parking lot. Right. But yeah, they're going to yeah. listen to the one they paid ten bucks for because they have a vested interest in it. But aside from that, I, I don't agree with uh, anything in the business world. So, <laughs> so there, you, there you go. I mean, I guess right, like going to be a self-made man, as it were. Um, that's awesome. So, so the, you've been doing YouTube for a little while, hey? Like I was, I feel like I yeah. saw you. Like I, so I, I guess real quick, I was scrolling through TikTok one day, and okay. like, I don't, I don't use TikTok a whole whole lot. I haven't used um, it in months. Yeah, and so so I was I was scrolling through it and I came across first it would have been one of your videos and I want to say it was oh maybe when you did some 41 doing a Nickelback song. <laughs> yeah, Is that what yeah, it was? the hell yeah. song, but it's how you remind me. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so I saw like you know one one clip come up and at first I was like okay, what is this going to be? And then I was I was impressed by you know like the quality of it, and then you well, know kind of keep swiping by. I'm sure I must I, maybe I followed you or something, but but a few more videos kind of came up over time, and I was like, I wonder if this guy's got a YouTube page because this stuff is like not only was the production quality you know really good, 
like for for the music, but also yeah. you know like the video production. I was like, he's got. There's no way he's just doing yeah. this for TikTok. No. Yeah, for, no, TikTok yeah. hates production value. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that, that's so why I stopped using it because it was just fair. like, oh man. <laughs> yeah the o- the only reason I actually even downloaded TikTok in the first place, I was. Do you know who Nick Nocturnal is? Yes. Yeah. So he's yeah. A, he's another Canadian YouTuber. Um, yeah. And uh, so I. I was watching one of his, I think he was actually doing a Twitch stream one day and in it, someone had asked them the question, you're like, Oh, what, what social platform have you, you know, found to be the easiest or whatever to, to gain an audience. And he said, he said, TikTok. And I was like, he's like, I literally just post clips from what I do on YouTube and they yep. do, you know, get so many more views on TikTok than on YouTube. Yep. So I was like, yep. oh, I should check this out. And so, you know, click on it, but I'm not like nearly motivated enough to actually put things up on tiktok the odd time i do and i'm like hey whatever and scroll on through i'm like i just like freaking whether it's doom scrolling or the opposite because most of my tiktok feed is pretty like fun like funny stuff versus getting on twitter where it's just like oh what's going wrong in the world today right like uh so so yeah but anyway that's how i got into into you because then i uh looked you up on youtube and sure enough there you are with tons of videos tons of songs and uh they are all a few there's a few there's a few yeah how many how many do you have like 74 (laughs) i have a bunch of old like private ones so right 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 um so i guess what we'll we'll, obviously we're going to talk about some of these videos specifically uh but why don't we the one question i like to ask everybody who i've had on the show i'm pretty sure every guest i've asked this at some point in time do you remember the first band or song or album or whatever it was that kind of got you into the whole world of punk and hardcore and pop punk and post hardcore yes. and all that fun stuff? I absolutely do. Um, so it's between three songs mm-hmm. uh, and, and even that is over a stretch of time. So uh, No Cigar by Melancholin from uh, Tony Hawk. Or, you, yes, you, from, from Tony was, Hawk too. Yeah. And then uh, so that was the first one that spoke to me lyrically. Sure. Uh, as a kid and then in the same like day uh may 16th was the first one wow. where like i didn't know what the dude was singing but it yeah. made me feel things yeah. and that was the first time a song made me feel something uh and then it was like the year after that uh, tony hawk 3 comes out uh and i heard the boy who destroyed the world uh, by afi and that was yeah. the one that made me like want to do that gotcha yeah yeah uh so and then from there that whole like vested interest and in just like i want to create now like now that this has inspired me i really dove into punk kind of from that's that. awesome yeah uh back to tony hawk briefly um so are you into like skateboard stuff at all skateboard culture at all i've got two decks right behind me oh, so <laughs> yeah. it, you're, you're pretty <laughs> yeah, small yeah, yeah. in my corner so do so do so you skate okay. i, I yeah i do yeah. i'm fragile now so like right. i don't do what i used to do but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i still uh, i skate the three months of the year i can <laughs> that's fair um uh, the the only reason I bring it up is because just like within the past few months, like I always, I never, I tried skateboarding for a grand total of maybe two weeks when I was in high school and I realized yeah. I'm way too lazy to do it, like to actually learn and get better yeah, at and, it. So. And starting in high school is harder. Sure. Yeah. Like if you don't start when you're 10, it, the learning curve steepens uh, yeah, incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a bunch of friends that did skate, and I mean, like, playing in punk bands, going to punk shows and stuff. Obviously, that was always part of the culture, so I always loved it. Same with, same with snowboarding, And uh, but for whatever reason, a few months ago, going back to YouTube, 
like Thrasher magazine videos started getting like recommended in my feed. And I'm not sure why. Like I must have maybe at some point either the YouTube algorithms like this guy watches a whole lot of punk videos and thusly tied it or I must have looked something up at some point in time. But anyway, so Thrasher videos started coming up. So I'd watch the odd like, you know, skate video and be like, this is pretty fun. And then more recently, do you follow uh, like SLS at all? The Street League yeah, skateboard? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, um, I guess the finals for last year, like the full broadcast came up and I was like, what the hell is this? So I click on it and I watched it and I was like, I've just been binging all of like SLS videos from last oh, year because awesome. they have them all on YouTube, right? So, yeah, yeah. And just like some of the dudes that are out there and actually like, because I've been watching some of the, like the women's stuff too, which what's crazy about those is how young a lot of those girls are, right? Like yeah. 13, 14 years old. I'm like man, I got a daughter who's 12. Like, this blows my mind that this girl is out here skating professionally and winning contests. Yeah, like, against, like, adults yeah. who've been skating as long as she's been alive and she's yeah. beating them. It's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's, been my, uh, it's been my recent, uh, like, YouTube binge, I guess you could say, when I get the opportunity. I've been watching That's a lot awesome. of SLS stuff. So, um, I'm like, I was, earlier today, I was like on their website. It's like, when does the next season start? Because like, I know who won last season, even though I started with the finals, like the championship, the, I think they call it the Super Cup, something like, anyways, whatever. Um, I started there and then went back to the beginning of the season when I saw they had it all there. So I'm like watching it from the beginning, even though I know who wins in the end. But I was like, yeah, when's the next season? It's cool to watch the matchups and everything. Like, yeah, like it's, it's pretty wild stuff, but, uh. My like growing up, it was like X Games. That was basically it for seeing skateboarding. Right. right? And so SLS is so different than X Games for sure. So for different. sure. Like on yeah. the surface, it seems the same, but like yeah. SLS is way more celebratory of skateboarding. Right. I feel like the X Games was like a, a they just figured out how to make money. Off sure. Of it. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, like. Uh, I love going on the comments though of the SLS videos and all you just read everyone who's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, SLS, you guys need to fix your scoring system because like, <laughs> how it works is, you know, like each skater gets a run. So like a 45 yeah. second line that they can do. Right. And then after that, then they get scored on that. And then after that, they each get four attempts at like best tricks. Right. And then yeah. your best three scores are what your final score is. And so that a lot of people talk about how like oftentimes the run just gets thrown out because, you know, they they they're not scored as high or whatever they're like give them more runs more runs is better I'm like, well whatever it's fun anyway <laughs> <laughs> they're making it easy to watch uh so yes <laughs> uh tony hawk uh did you uh did you, did you did you buy or play the like tony hawk one and two like the oh yeah. They did? yeah yeah I, I was um uh for a brief period of time this is when it first came out so i don't know how much it would have held up but i got really into speed running that game oh yeah and it is insane. I was fourth place on the school two level. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I'd be now, but uh, yeah. it, it was hilarious because my gamer tag is Dr. Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and so just at the top of this uh, leaderboard, which just like I, I've never been particularly great at anything. I've been like pretty good at the stuff I'm interested in. But like yeah. to be on a leaderboard for a speed run was bizarre to me. And then to then realize like, oh, man, my gamer tag is Walt Disney. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, no, that get, the soundtrack of that game was incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, they brought back. I don't know if they brought back all of the original songs. It was like at was, least two thirds of the yeah. originals, but and the new stuff they added was sick. I say introduced some really good new stuff for sure. Um, yeah, no, that was 
I don't I don't play a whole lot of video games. Like I've got an Xbox One. Mainly my son is the one who plays on it. But when that game came out, I was like, I don't care. Here's my money, yep. you know, because yep. like yep. I I didn't play. I don't think I played Tony Hawk Two very much. Like I was definitely like the first Tony Hawk game is what I played the most. I think I did play two, obviously a little bit with friends, but um, but like the first one was for sure. All the levels that were from the first game, I was like, oh yes, you know, these are what I play. But how do you speed run a level in Tony Hawk? Like, is it just to get yeah. like the, the tapes and the gaps or whatever? Like all yeah. the yeah. So you know how like each level has the ten goals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so it's you just, just getting the goals. Gotcha. Get all the goals in as quick a time as possible. And yeah. I, I don't know, remember what my time was, so I, I'm just gonna make up a number. But you know how right. you have like the two minute runs. Yeah. Uh, basically you just like the, the first goal is like, try to get it within two minutes. And then once you can get it within two minutes, you just refine all your movements down until you're getting like, like 43 seconds to get all 10 goals. And so you're like routing the level and figuring out like timing your flips and grind so that you can get special as fast as possible because that boosts your stats a bit and then grinding as much as possible and staying as low to the ground as you can. And it's nuts. Cause there's some, (laughs) there's like, it's probably not RNG, but it feels like RNG where like sometimes you land weird and it just shoots you in the other direction. Yeah. And it's probably like intended in the physics, but it, it, it feels cheap. But right. uh, most of the time that the physics in that game are pretty well refined. So it's really made for speed running. So it's neat that they took note of that and then made leaderboards for it. Not only does it like, because if when I play that game, if I'm getting all ten goals checked off, it is over mm-hmm. the course of like days. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, and that's how I've always played it. But yeah, but it was uh, it came out, and then I think it was shortly after uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when that happened, I was like, I I have nothing to do, and so I just got really good at Tony Hawk. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I just can't imagine scratching off all those goals, not only just in one run, but then being able to do it like. I mean, I guess some of them, though, they're, they're uh, I guess, like sequential. Like, obviously, you're going to get the three score goals, you know. That just kind of happens along. through yeah, the exactly. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the rest is just routing that you get the collectibles in a yeah. in as efficient of a path as possible. Right. Um, anyway, let's move on from, from sure. talking about Tony Hawk. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it's not the first time it's come up on the show, I don't think. But I do know a number of people have been, like, influenced by those soundtracks, like, as being, like, what introduced them uh, to music. In fact... I was, uh, I must have had him on the show a couple of years ago. I can't, in fact, I can't remember the band that he was in before. Uh, but his lead singer of a band now called Jet Jag. And, uh, I just remember him talking about like, if he, he described his band as like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. That's a sick band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, but let's do this. So we're going to talk about, I got you to pick five of your, uh, videos, your songs, which, these videos and your YouTube page are linked in uh, the show notes. So if you want to go check these out, because like I said, the songs are great, but then the video production is great as well. So well, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. It's definitely, a it's definitely a, uh, a multi-sensory experience. I'm just waiting for the smell for you to figure that out. <laughs> uh, is, <laughs> I mean, maybe not in some of them. I don't know if I want the smell, but you know, let's, let's get a few more, uh, few, few more of the senses in here, but um the first one that you sent me, you've titled on uh, on YouTube as "If Blink One Eighty Two Wrote All Star" by Smash Mouth. Uh, so we're going to actually, you and I are going to watch these videos together. But yeah, uh, so let's. Um, 
obviously the the listeners don't get to watch it so ah take it that anyways this is this is it <laughs> i hope i don't blow your eardrums out we didn't test levels before this is what i'm really That's bad a, at. I'll, I'll just get my hand on the uh on the knob here yeah but anyways here we go somebody So I was going to ask, I was like, do you, so do you have a green screen set up in the house? And then obviously right at the end, you show us. You yeah, I've, and... I've got a green screen with poles and. Right. So you can. It, it you sits can... in a corner. I don't, I don't use it a lot, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was right when I bought it. So I was all about it for like a, yeah. a month. Well, so, okay. <laughs> so a few things first, I love, I, I learned recently 
that uh, someone tweeted about it and, and you kind of retweeted it or whatever, but that watching your videos with subtitles on is just a whole new experience <laughs> or with captions on, I should say. It's just a whole new experience because uh, you like to throw little, uh, I guess, is, I don't know if Easter eggs are the right words. I think but... that's what they are. Yeah. That's, like that's, I'm inspired by Easter eggs from like the show community and stuff like that, where sure. like you look in the background, they've got like stuff written on the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So stuff like that. <laughs> and I, just some of the things that popped out of that video uh, was, um, so what's the line, I guess? Because obviously you emphasize the Tom DeLong yed. I'm trying to think what the it's line shape is. Shape of an L on her forehead. Forehead, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because it's not, I mean, it's like the middle of a word. So like, yes. I, d I don't know that Tom would ever do that. No, but... no, it's so impractical. <laughs> it's, uh, but so, but so perfect at the same point. So, um, and then when uh, all uh, shooting stars break the mold or whatever, I love you're like spelling it. <laughs> M-O-U-L-D dot 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 M-O-L-D question mark M-O-U-L-D period I'm like anytime just try I, and decide which mold to use yeah anytime I write the word mold or I should say type it out uh on my phone I have the same yeah conversation every time head, every time <laughs> um so that's hilarious so what like what goes into you at what moment were you like these two songs I'm gonna make them work together okay there, there's like a it's not a long story but it's a bit of a story that goes with this one um, so, uh, if you looked at my channel, you know, I did AFI sing the sorrow, yeah. um, in its entirety. And that's cause I love Jerry Finn as a producer, which obviously puts Blink-182 on my radar. Yeah. Uh, cause his best sounding records were, uh, the Blink records in my opinion. So, yeah. um, so I, I had just finished doing AFI sing the sorrow and I was like, you know what? I enjoyed doing this thing on YouTube. I want to keep doing YouTube. And so my big idea, big, brilliant original idea was to do uh, a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton in the style of Blink-182. Hmm. And so on, uh, I'm foggy on my dates. I want to say it was July 15th. Mm -hmm. I upload a video to YouTube that I had worked pretty hard on called uh, if Vanessa Carlton or no, if Blink-182 wrote a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton is the name yeah. of the video. Yeah. And then the same day, Alex Melton, who I love, <laughs> yeah. clearly, like yeah. I'm doing it. If Blink-182 wrote video, it's because I love the dude. Yeah. Uh, on the same day, he uploads If Blink-182 wrote A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. So right. that in that moment, and this moment lasted about four or five days, however long. You can look at the upload dates on the, on the video if you're curious. But uh, basically, in, in that moment, I took like a, a inventory of like what I was doing. And yeah. I was like, look, okay, my concept wasn't good enough because someone did it on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> so like it wasn't original enough. So I need to up my game on that front. Uh, his production, Alex's production was better than mine uh, on the thousand miles uh, and the video was better. And so I just took kind of all of that and just filled that pit of rage in my stomach from getting cock blocked by the YouTube gods <laughs> um, yeah. and just just decided I was going to make this work. Yeah. And so there wasn't like, oh yeah, these two songs. It was like, oh, these two songs. And and so I I just uh I think I put on uh take off your pants and jacket and just started playing through the song to see what I could shoehorn uh all star into. So you had all star was the, the idea first. Yeah I was I was I was okay. gonna take all star and I was gonna yeah. make it blink and then since rewriting or like writing a song in the style of a band 
what was going to get me uh, dunked on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured, you know, I'll do a mashup because I, I always I annoy my wa- my wife by singing mashups in the car all the time. Right. I'll just sing other songs on stuff. Uh, <laughs> and so this was the first time I really leaned into that uh, creatively uh, and not just as a, a little meme lord. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I was I just put on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and I was seeing what I could sing All Star on. And the first song off Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is Anthem Part Two. So, yeah. Uh, I just, I hit play. I started singing all-star, like humming it to myself. And I was like, this never stops working. Yeah. Like, did you have not stop? So is there any part of the song that you had to alter to make it work or does it literally? Yeah. Uh, So I added a G chord dissension uh, at the end of the chorus. Okay. To help it fit the melody. And then I added uh, a section to the bridge, which is just like, I I wrote it. I just made up this thing. It's with the, after the bass break and the drums come in and yeah. they do a weird groovy Travis Barker esque beat. That was just something out of my head oh, okay, uh, cool. because there were more words than there was space in the song. I was like, I don't want to not sing this verse. Right. So I just yeah, made yeah. a verse. Um, but aside from that, I was, I was pretty much tracing uh, the original. Yeah. And you you mentioned with the, the Vanessa Carlton blink 182 thing about how Alex's production was better than yours on that song specifically. Did you then go into this song like with the intention to be like, okay, I'm going to step that up at all, or or yes, because you yeah. nailed like I would say on this song if I listen to the music, I mean I obviously haven't done the back to back comparison with Anthem Part Two, the actual track, but in my to my ear, I'm like it it sounds the exact same. Like you you yeah. nailed the guitar tones, the bass tone especially. Like when it cuts to just the bass, I'm like. God damn! If that isn't Mark Hoppus's <laughs> bass tone, like so. Well, thanks. Now, are 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 those all just purely like plugins that you have, or they, yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, I use um, uh, Plugin Alliance has an Ampeg SVT clone, uh, and there's a free Sansamp plugin uh, mm-hmm. called Bod. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Mark Hoppus's setup is just a P bass into a Sansamp into an SVT. So I was like, well, right. I'm just going to do that. Uh, and yeah. so I did that and then I was like, yeah. okay, that's, that's this, as long as I play light, but not too light, that's the yeah. Mark Hoppus tone. Yeah. Um, and he also, he plays kind of up near the neck, which a lot of people yeah. he'll play yeah, yeah. further down by the bridge by the bridge. Yeah. And so he gets that really full tone by it's all his hands, uh, even yeah. though he's using a pick, it's still his hands. Um, and then the rhythm guitars were just, uh, the Fortin Cali by neural DSP, just like a modded plexi, which is what Jerry Finn used on all his records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the drums were get good drums. They weren't even real drums in, oh, okay. in that song. Yeah. Yeah. On all my AFI covers, they're real. But once right. I started doing like weekly new fun ideas, I was like, I, I don't have time to edit drums. Like I can't, right. I can't, yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. do that every week. So. so so, then you're just playing it. Like, so when you do the video, like obviously, obviously you know the drum parts, but like. Yes. That's the yeah, only time you actually sure... physically play them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I make that's sure fair. the drum parts are stuff I could play because like <laughs> yeah. I, i'll sit here i stream on twitch and i'll just sit here air drumming and i'll be like yeah right. i can play that and then, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, i'll yeah. program it yeah uh what is your twitch channel by the way oh it's just uh twitch.tv slash todd barrage and so do you like are you like are, are you streaming you editing working on songs fleshing stuff out playing video games like what are you what are you doing uh, on twitch mostly uh I'll, I'll do the drums and the bass and the guitar Okay. Uh, uh, vocals are a very not fun <laughs> right <laughs> uh headspace for me it's like i just hate myself until the song's done so yeah. i don't like streaming vocals just because it's it, like it's not fun 
Like yeah. I, I just swear at myself and I'm, I'm mean to myself. So it's like, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, put that out in the open, but uh, the rest of my creative process, I, I put out there. That's cool. Speaking of, of vocals, uh, another song that you, you did, you didn't pick it, but very similar to this one. It was, uh, if, what was it? If Blink-182 uh, wrote Take On Me by Aha. That, oh, yeah. When you, like, so it's Damn It is the song, yes. right? But um but when you hit, I was like, first time I was listening to it, I was like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do the, <laughs> the, the stupid high line? And of course you did. So uh, shout out to you for, for hitting that. But um, thank you. Yeah. Let's get into, so the next song that you picked. Uh, so this one, this one's a little bit different to me because I don't know. I mean, I do know one of the source materials and not the other one. So right. um, it's, it's make damn sure, which is what I know, uh, but it's white woman's Instagram uh, by Bo Burnham, and I like that. So, is your official title for this? Because obviously, on the YouTube video, you didn't title this, but when you sent it to me, you called it "Make Graham Sure." Oh yeah, that's just what I call it. Yeah, like, I, is... I have pet names for songs, which is yeah. like what I would call it if I was <laughs> if it was my song. Yeah, and yeah. then there's what I put in so that when people are searching stuff on YouTube, they, they find know my what video. to expect. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, so let's. Uh, so yeah, the Bo Burnham song I've actually never heard. So. Um, the first time I heard it, I think when it came up, I was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's an appropriate reaction <laughs> to like, anything Bo Burnham. Because, because <laughs> as, as, as the listener will hear in a moment, like obviously you're, you're, it's a mashup, right? You're singing a, one song over top of another song. Yeah. So it's not like you've written a parody, which is what it came across at the first time I heard it. I was like, what the right. hell is this? Like, why is it's it a comedy a... song? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and clearly like, okay, I could make, especially if it was called make Graham sure. Like that's a big, it'd be great. But then I'm like, he's not singing the melody for the song. So for the, the taking back Sunday song. But anyway, this is uh this is it.
God, now you're gonna drive me crazy. Cause what? So what were you singing in the background? Cause there was more than one song oh, or uh, two songs. Do you there. know the end of "Feeling This" by Blink One Eighty Two? That's what. It was. Okay, yeah. That's I'm what like, it I is. know this. I say like, I know this isn't make damn sure that you're singing at the no. at the end. Of it. <laughs> um, but which is one of my favorite things. I think I I don't remember which song it was that I first heard you do that. But where all of a sudden you're like pulling in maybe it's it might might even be one of the ones we talk about in a few minutes here but where you start pulling in other songs and i'm like yeah oh this is like the it's it's too much fun um it's it's scary how accurate the lyrics of that song can be uh yeah (laughs) i had uh someone followed our instagram like a couple weeks ago and so I was like, oh, who's this? And I clicked on it because it was like, it said something like something, something talent or whatever. And I was like, right. You know, you get, it's like, oh, what, what bot is this sort of thing? So I click on it. And I'm like going through and I'm like, so it's like all these photos that are very much like the avocado and, you know, like the, the sunset <laughs> on the beach. But every photo that this woman was in, it was so funny because you never once saw her face. So I'm convinced it's a bot. They're all like shots from behind or, you know, she's got her hair down and like her hair. Uh, is, like, yeah, covered. probably a bot. <laughs> so it was just so all like all I could think of through that whole song was uh, That's so was funny. that. But um, how. Uh, so, again, so which song came first in this one for you? Was it the uh, Bo Burnham song? Is it always the yeah. lyrics that come first? No, no, it's cool. it's uh, I just get stuff in my head. <laughs> uh, so I, I refer to a character called Monday Todd. Uh, a lot because my videos come out on Thursdays. Yeah. And generally speaking, it takes me three days to come up with an idea, record it, mix it, film a video, edit it, upload it, all that stuff. So you're, uh, so you're releasing week of like, yeah. You, like I, I decide on Monday what I'm going to do Yeah, and I just do it. Uh, right. So I knew I wanted to do um, white woman's Instagram. So I started mm-hmm. just like writing a sort of punk instrumental around it. Right. Um, and then I, I got it in my head like, oh, and I could do like a Taking Back Sunday vocal thing with the chorus because it kind of mm-hmm. trades off. And, and then for some reason, like, I, I don't know what triggered it, but my brain was just like, yo, you should play make damn sure. But like seeing white woman's Instagram. So I did. <laughs> I like like just with, with, with the guitar in my hands. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, and so I just started playing it. And it was another yeah. one of those situations like uh, Anthem Part 2 and All-Star where mm-hmm. it never stopped working. 
Right. Um, yeah, yeah. All I had to do was sing white woman's Instagram, like half an octave higher, which like I, I'm <laughs> blessed with a, just an abnormal vocal range yeah. where I don't have to, I, I'm not concerned about what key a song's in. Right. It's just like, I don't know. Like I I'll sing whatever, like yeah, if, yeah. if it's too high, I'll do it the octave down. It'll still be pretty high. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you, uh, when you're playing the songs, then are you just sticking to the key that, the backing track is originally recorded in like, or do you change it? Generally. Off? Yeah. Okay. Generally. So that, I'll, I'll that... move up or down a semitone if it makes the chords easier. Cause I'm really bad at guitar, but right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't come across that way. You seem, I'm really good at editing. Just fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, that, that actually brings up a question. When did like the video production side of things, like how long was that something Oh. that you learned specifically for this or was it something you yeah. had going on beforehand no no i used to i used to film stuff with my iphone uh mm. way back like if you like the first video on my channel is a cover of emily by from first to last and like okay. clearly a cell phone video <laughs> um and i never started using a real camera until uh when the pandemic hit i got really bored and i just mm. like started blowing all my money on stuff <laughs> smart yeah, yeah yeah and so one of those things was a camera so the the afi sing the sorrow project was me learning how gotcha. a camera works yeah. and then everything since then has been me learning how to make videos <laughs> which um is the sing the sorrow stuff do you have that up on streaming services or is it just like yeah. one or two songs because i no, did want to say thing. okay perfect because i was gonna say i did want to say too that you just released uh, a collection of songs which you <laughs> um which you accurately what uh, oh you, and you I just oh wrote. shit yeah but then you also just released we don't talk about bruno on there too yes I, i'm anytime i can get the right mashups are hard to yeah. get licenses for but if i can get yeah. the rights for a cover it's usually up within a week of the youtube video right um but yeah so songs i wish i wrote volume one which has uh i've i've described the artwork as nightmare fuel uh <laughs> it's something but but it is up now and it's 10 songs and we've talked well some of them are on here yeah that we're gonna talk about at least one at least one of them. them yeah i think just one of them um i did mention damn it take on me uh you do a cover of a song that i only know from tony hawk which is psycho vision i also uh, only know it from tony hawk there you go so so yeah and uh and there's a couple afi covers on there too and yes um, yeah so the two that we're missing from sing the sorrow uh, right I, I plopped on that. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I was listening to it just yesterday. The, the, uh, the album it's, and my, I gotta say like your, your production level is great. Um, obviously you've got like a great voice with, you know, Thank you. quite Thank a you. range. I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's awesome. But now that the, we don't talk about Bruno, um, cover is up. I'm going to lose my damn mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All as, right, as, kids. Yep. Yeah. So say yep. as a father of a few children, they, <laughs> gonna, uh, this is your last chance to talk to me while you still like me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I did. I did play it for them. I, there was, um, well, a couple of years ago, like newfound glory, they released, I was trying to think it was like, th Oh yeah. It was like a covers album, but Oh yeah. It was a, from the from screen, screen to your, to your stereo. stereo three i think it was right yeah, was that... i love those records it, yeah and so they had a cover of i think let it go from frozen on there and yeah, i was like ah, it's really good ah. yeah it is and i was like <laughs> it, it ma making it you know like uh something that i can digest a little easier yes, so it helps. my kids were like at that time put let it go on i'm like all right but here's the catch <laughs> uh and my my daughters loved the fact that in that video the guys were all dressed up as like the the, <laughs> the sisters and as, yeah, yeah. Uh, olaf and stuff like that it was fun but but uh yeah, no, so your 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 record is out now, which is always fun. I love 
like YouTube is such a weird world yep. with this whole side of music because it's like obviously it's a it's a place where where bands can go and they can be like like what when pump pump when punk goes pop or whatever like those albums out years ago they were like they're always kind of fun and now you can almost guarantee when a song goes you know like super yep. nova or whatever it's like some band's gonna cover it and you're like oh this is a cool version of it so it, that's it a lot feels of fun. like a race to cover it first sometimes i can imagine i can imagine and so like it is funny because your bruno cover uh now since it came out i've seen a couple other ones that have come out but uh, now I don't know if they're popping up more in my feed now because, and I think that's they how would YouTube be. works because yeah. I watched yours. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't know where you sit as far as like getting a cover out in that world, you know, the pop punk, uh, kind of vibes or whatever. But, uh, so when, when coming, when it comes to covering a song or doing a mashup, do you ever run into copyright issues on YouTube? Yeah. Um, some usually all they do usually uh the label will just take all the money from the yeah. video so i don't make anything which is fine yeah it's their yeah. song like screw it uh, but there was one time uh it, this was bizarre i was able to cover uh, afi sing the sorrow in full as individual yeah. videos they right. took my money but they let me keep the videos up they straight yeah. up like nuked i i put up the whole album as one video because longer right. videos do better on youtube yeah. And like my channel's still like really small in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, I can put this out and it might put me on the map a bit. And it it started rocketing up, uh, mm. at least by my standards. I got like 500 views. Right. <laughs> but it was yeah, 500 yeah. views within like an hour, which is nuts for me. Right. And uh, and then it was just gone. And, and basically, I think what the issue was is my covers were too good. Yeah. And well, they that's just, they claimed it as the original. That's what I wonder sometimes because like when you get so close, yeah. Sometimes like especially with the production and and you know I was talking about the the tones that you you'd used for particularly Anthem Part Two. I was like, man, if you just uploaded that with no vocals, someone would think yep. like that's it's just oh, you people know, thought it was. Stripped of, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I can I can imagine there being issues. It is funny because we used to put videos up on YouTube. And there were a couple things that would happen because, like in a, in the podcast, obviously we we play songs, right? And I've yeah. never never had issues. And I don't know what the rules are exactly on that. And I've always thought usually artists are like whatever because we have them on, right? So like, yeah, that's yep. cool. Um, but you know, I've, I've, my approach has always been well, if if anything ever comes up, whatever, I'll deal with it, right? You know, uh, that's my approach with, too. <laughs> yeah, but with 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 YouTube, we would have early on we'd put it up with music and whatever and we'd always get flags and be like oh and whether it was like you know the the company or the label taking the money from it which obviously it was never making anyway uh so i was like yeah go for it take it you know it's all yours yeah, or there was no money <laughs> there was one in particular uh i'd interviewed a band and i you know kept music in the episode and then i got a a copyright claim on it it wasn't just like a demonetization or whatever it was legit like block like a full-on strike yeah yeah and i was like so i like disputed it i was like um mm -hmm. i'm literally interviewing the band in the episode and then you know after a couple of days where it came back and they released the video and it was all good uh That's it's just good. like yeah, it's just an annoying process to have to go through i guess but so then when we kept putting videos up on youtube i just stopped including music. I was like, all right, you're just going to get the straight mix and be like, Hey, if you want it with music, go listen to it on your podcast app. But that's a way to go. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, it, the podcasts feel like the wild west, man. There's, there's no one out there. I they literally kind of are. 
I literally do episodes where it's just music <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk for like maybe 10 minutes total. The rest is going to be music. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I was curious. I'm like, I wonder how often, you know, like artists like yourself doing and even Alex Melton and stuff like that, like doing these kind of videos, how often you run into it, it happens. Yeah. So that's why if, if people want to support you, it's probably best case scenario to just join your Patreon. Yeah, Patreon's huge. Uh, or just like sharing the videos helps a ton, mm-hmm. like a For lot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Patreon is like the most direct and, and easy way. There you go. Okay, so let's move on uh, to the next one. This one I hadn't actually heard until you sent it and I listened to it. Although I think, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it come out. And uh, I was just kind of like, okay, I mean, I don't. Okay, so it's the DK <laughs> rap, but it's Limp Biscuit. So... Did you release it around the time the Limp Biscuit record came out? Yes. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, and, it was like a couple weeks after, I think. Right. And so, um, but the DK rap, let's just listen to the song, and then sure. we can talk yep. about it. So yep. let, let's let's just do it that way. <laughs> this one's interesting, though, as we're about to hear. I like how, because this is the first one, I'm going to say, where musically you're kind of going through a bit of a, a cycle. Like, you're not just building it off one song, right? Like, Yeah, this is like a full-on, like... Limp yeah. Biscuit greatest hits medley. Which is fine by me. Anyways, let's listen to it. <laughs> so they're finally here, and they are performing for you. If you know the words, you can join in too. Put your hands together if you want to clap as I take you through this monkey rap. It's DK, motherfucker. Do you know where you are? 
crushing rock seems such a breeze. He may move slow, he can't jump high, but this car is one hell of a guy. Come on, Cranky, take it to the Matthews Bridge. Walnuts, peanuts, pineapple smells, grape smell in Georgia. No, not again. <laughs> no, that was okay. So, um, first, were were you just born with that Fred Durst impersonation? Because it's pretty, it's pretty dang spot on at times. I I worked really hard at it. I, I I've never done one before. I did this video. Have you done one since? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a newfound skill. You've got to keep. You know. You got to keep yep, exercising. Yep. Got to refine it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh man, that's so. What I, what I like about this song, and this I guess is that I mean, Limp Biscuit. Say what you want about Limp Biscuit. Wes Borland wrote some nasty riffs. Yes, like so. It it really just feels like, I mean, a best of Wes Borland in a sense, right? Yep. With <laughs> with nonsensical lyrics over top, which is very much what Limp Biscuit was for the most part, anyways. So it's very fitting. But go. So how how. How did you decide which riffs and how to put those together? Yeah, this was hard because uh, full disclosure, uh, this uh, now I would say I, I probably am, but prior to making this video, I was not a Limp Bizkit fan by any stretch right. of the imagination. Um, so uh, my friend Scott, I was working on a what would have been, and this video will just never happen now because it happened in a different form as I, I think will come into later but i was working on a if blink 182 wrote man i feel like a woman it was like a right. faster punk version uh of man i feel like a woman and uh i was like just sort of like i wasn't sold on it mm -hmm. and so i was talking to my friend scott i was like man i don't know what i'm gonna do like i have to have a video in like two and a half days yeah. um what do i do and he's like Oh, man, okay, well, you've been working on the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. What you should be making is the <laughs> DK rap in the style of Limp Biscuit, which he had been, like, ragging on me for a bit to do. And right. I was just like, haha, that's funny, and just kept, like, like shoving that aside. Uh, yeah. And then it was like, I, I, I was desperate. And so he, he pitched the idea, and I was in a situation where I had to take him up on it. And so I consulted my band, who are uh, Limp Biscuit fans, because I'm okay. also in a band called Theatria. Um, okay. And so I asked them, I was like, yo, just what are the best Limp Bizkit riffs? Just tell me song names and I'll listen to them. And so they gave yeah. me like 15 or maybe 20 songs. And so I just like binged a whole bunch of Limp Bizkit. And I was like, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. Yeah. Uh, and, and just made this medley uh, instrumentally. And, and then from there, I was like, all right, now I need to like do the DK rap, I guess. Yeah, so... <laughs> First, I wanted to say thank you for including the uh, take him to the Matthews Bridge bit. Yes. Because, like, I'll randomly say that. Like, it's yep. from the moment I heard it, which is so funny because it's, like, just a little throwaway thing that Fred says, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, so that's it's just funny that it's stuck. It, it's actually referenced in the DK rap itself. Oh, really? Uh, they, say, they say, come on, cranky, take him to the fridge. 
They oh, don't say okay. Matthews. They just say, take right. him to the fridge. And so I was like, that's okay, funny. so that's where I'm going to put that part of that song. So yeah, like I yeah. used the lyrics of the DK rap to sort of dictate uh, what order the medley was happening in. Right. So like I, I had the six riffs picked out and then I, I shuffled them around to, to suit the, the vibe of each verse. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm, if I ever heard the DK rap, like obviously it's from Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Right? It's just the, the intro song to that. Like you oh, boot okay. up the game and it plays. Yeah. And can you skip it? Yes. That's why I'm wondering if I always, whenever and it, we played and it's it. it's very long. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, I come to learn because like, I mean, this song is three minutes and 10 seconds, like your version. Yeah. I don't know how long. I, I didn't elongate it by much. Yeah. So when you, when you're putting this together, are you actually like saying the lines in, you know, like the same rhythm and pattern that they were said in the original song? Or are you just kind of taking the lyrics and freeforming um... them? depended on like if it if the original rhythm worked i would do the original rhythm if it didn't right. then, then i would tweak yeah. it yeah so how did you decide which riff went where i just chased my gut like i, yeah. I put myself on a really tight schedule yeah so when it comes to working out like the specifics of, of how and why it's like i don't know like i was there for it but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and like i did it but it wasn't me it's like the yeah the the meme universe moves through me and i just <laughs> <laughs> i like it um yeah no it, it honestly it, it turned out pretty great because like i said you, you kind of really i'm not as far as a limp biscuit fan is concerned i'm probably only like they just take me it's it's a perfect mix because listening to limp biscuit takes me back to my buddy's basement playing n64 with like Limp Biscuit and Corn and you know like just those new metal bands yep. just like turned up and we were playing Goldeneye or um, Mario Kart or whatever right I don't know that we played Donkey Kong sixty four very often in no, fact that my... was one of the later N sixty there were better systems yeah. out at the time by the time that yeah. came out and and I mean my relationship as it were with Donkey Kong Country would be the Super Nintendo version which yes. I played a and ton that's my of, right? I haven't played DK sixty four okay there you go um, but uh, yeah, so so I'm literally the pause that we have the screen on right now is you wearing an N64 sweater. Uh, <laughs> yes. And it's it looks like an ugly ass sweater, but <laughs> it's <laughs> it is so it is so perfect because when I think of new metal and that whole world of music, I automatically think of N64. So uh good on you for reading yeah, my cool. childhood. You nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Um let's uh yeah, let's Let's move on to the next one. Sure, yeah. Which, which you kind of just referenced in a way. Uh, this is Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, pop punk cover. However, you also say in the in the title right here, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, emo anthem version. So yes. um, we'll be the judge whether it's more pop punk or more on the emo side, which is pretty fluid. So <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> let's listen, shall we?
So is that multiple times now you've uh, included feeling this in like the end of a song? Uh, yes, that's the <laughs> second or third. Was it the and same? It's was also it... the second or third time I've done Misery Business. Right, and but like, was that the line you're singing and feeling this earlier? Yeah, I can't remember. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's same so part. Because anytime happening... I need a ton of vocals, it's like <laughs> I can do that part in Blink, and I just have five vocals already. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny, and I don't. You don't always notice it because it's buried under a couple of things. Uh, here's a funny story about so Shania Twain. She's from Timmins, right? Is that where she's from? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So, a couple of summers ago, I had probably the most Canadian experience of my life like with a random interaction with a complete stranger uh we were driving across the country we took an old rv like a 1994 i think it was uh and put the family in it and we drove my parents live in on the east coast so we drove to the east coast camp like stayed in walmart parking lots this was the like summer 2020 right so pandemics full swing uh, we had this trip planned where we were going to go and i i had the summer off and we we're going to stay, you know, in some different places along the way. And we had this whole trip planned. We we're going to take a couple weeks to get there. It's going to be great. Pandemic rolls around. We're like literally like the week after we booked our Airbnbs. It's like everything shuts down. Like, Well, what do we do? So 
after a week or so and things were still just as who knows what at the time, canceled all our Airbnb reservations and we had friends that were like, hey, we've got an RV you can borrow. We think it'll make it across the country. And I'm like, no. yeah, and it's and it's like a full sized RV, right? Yeah, like it is sick. It's a big ass RV. And I'm like, well, let's go look at it, you know, to see if we want to take it across the country. And we go and look at it. And it's like when you picture like Christmas vacation, you know, like when uh, <laughs> when what's his name? Cousin is it cousin Randy? No. Okay, whatever. Maybe that's his name. Whatever. But you know when he shows up in the RV and he's like emptying the 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 shitter into the sewer and stuff like that. Yep. Like, this is what you imagine. It is like beat up inside. The upholstery's coming off in different places and whatever. And so we're like, okay, well at least we know our kids can't make it any worse. So that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. So we take this RV across the country and uh, we, I stopped to get gas just east of Timmins. We'd just gone through Timmins and it was like the first gas station out of town. And, you know, I'm getting gas. It's a full-serve gas station. So I'm kind of talking to the attendant or whatever. And he's like, he's like asking me what we're doing because he sees the Alberta plates. He's like, oh, we're driving to the East Coast. He's like, oh, man, just living the dream, eh? Getting in the RV, throwing the, fam- the family in there, and just giving her across the giving country, her eh? Bug. Yeah, and I'm just like... <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Um, yes, I guess you are correct. I didn't fill him in on the part where, you know, the toilet wouldn't flush properly. So right. anytime, anytime someone dropped the old deuce, I had to, like, get, we call it the poop, the poop stick. I'd have to find a <laughs> stick in the bushes to, like, break it up to yeah. force it down. It was just like, it was, it was, it was memories. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, so Timmins, Timmins, Ontario, home of Shania Twain. Yeah, that that uh, sounds very Timmins. Just giving her, eh, bud? Oh, just giving her, bud. Oh, just throw the family in, like yeah, out for a rip across the country, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> we made it. So uh, yeah, that's anytime now. I think of Shania Twain. That's what I think of. But um, okay, so this this song came because originally you were gonna do like a pop punk version, like a, a like a fast version. Yeah, yeah, it used to be really fast, and then uh, it wasn't working, so I did DK, and then, uh, judging by the the date of this video on my screen here, it came out December 16th, so I would have been working on this uh, the week before my birthday, which is always like a a hard week to be productive during because it's my birthday is the 22nd, and then Christmas is the 25th in in December and all that, so big old mess of a month, yeah. So it was uh, another one of those uh, weeks where I was like, oh, man, I have to do something. Yeah. And so I, I, I was just looking through old ideas I had. Um, and I saw that I had, you know, tried working on, man, I feel like a woman. I remembered not liking it fast. So I just did it slow. Yeah. So like the, the chord structure, the, the song itself, is it just something you made up? Did you use the yes. chord structure from no, Man, I Feel Like a Woman? No, okay. it's just a song I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and so so did you end up using like the same chords that you had in the fast version? No, just no, no, entirely okay. different, entirely different, okay. uh, like a whole different song, different key, different feel, yeah. different like genre ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or at sure. least a, a different. So the one I was working on would have been track two on an album. And this is right. more of like a track eight. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's fair. Um were you pulling any influences or inspirations for different parts in the song? Cause the song obviously 
it's got its different parts with the intro riff and then you know it kind of just comes in and then there's the whole like the drums when you go bop bop like as you like introduce the drums are you taking that, that, that from something that straight up make damn sure yeah okay i'll say it reminds yeah. me of taking back sunday and i couldn't yeah. remember if and especially just... the whole last half of the song yeah i i literally took the drums from make damn sure yeah and pasted them in <laughs> and i was like cool we're done so that's, that's like funny. the whole Jimmy Eat World section is, is yeah, just yeah. make damn sure. Like <laughs> and then works, like man. I was pulling from the used in terms of like the, the background screams. I wanted yeah. to go for like a, a greener with the scenery, uh, kind of right. like first used album vibe where it's just like unhinged emotional yelling. Yeah. So when did you learn that you could scream? Or did you just um, do it one time? I've just been doing it. Like I, I heard it, bud. I heard the used uh, when I was too young to probably be listening to the used. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it just like stuck with me. And I, I never yeah. thought to try it until years and years later. Um, yeah. Cause, cause I had, when I was younger, I had a friend uh, who had like one of those like cool older sisters, uh, but yeah. she was like the kind of cool where she would show you the used before the used is the used. So like right. I was shown the used in 2002. Yeah. And then they blew up in like 2003, 2004. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I, I remembered seeing a video of the use and I was like, Oh man, like that's so just, I don't even know the word for it. Like I just, yeah. I, I just felt it <laughs> when he's yeah. screaming. And oh. uh, we, we did an episode on the used is a while ago now um, where Aaron and I just talked about them. And I think story of the year was the other artist. We kind of back to back in that episode and that, um that makes sense that that tracks um we like going back and listening to specifically the self-titled album because that was that was my relationship with the used really was yeah. that self-titled album and then they had like a uh a live album slash dvd Birth. documentary that came out in between yep. yeah and then and then their next album which is the one i want to say where they kind of really took off a little bit yeah, they, like they blew was, up within love and death yeah, that's, that, that's when they embraced the pop side where the self-titled yeah, yeah. was way more just raw emotion. Yeah. And I just remember seeing like videos of Bert and he'd be like screaming and then going side stage and vomiting side yes. stage. That, that's what I was shown it. when I was when I was a wee yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, here we go. This is this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But they're they're always a fun band to go back to. In fact, like um, specifically the song The Taste of Ink is one that like I know if I'm in the car and or the van or whatever and i put that song on and my wife is with me she's going to scream like sing at the top of her lungs that's so cool because like so she, cool. she just loves it there's there's like she definitely didn't grow up on the same music as me but once we got together i definitely started influencing a lot of what she was listening to and so there's some bands like the used and taking back sunday and jimmy yeah. world and stuff like that that um we definitely listen to together but that's uh, really cool yeah i okay so with that last one, I want to say that might have been the first one where I kind of heard you doing that whole, I guess, like medley layered vocal sort of thing at the end where you start bringing in other songs. Yeah. Uh, and what I really love about that, I don't know, are you a fan of the Wonder Years at all? Oh, I love them. Yeah. So like with, I just want to sell out my funeral, the last track on The Greatest Generation. Yeah. You know, Dan Campbell brings in all these lines from different yep. songs on the album before it. So I just love like that idea of all of a sudden being like, oh, that's that and that's that. So when yep. you do it in obviously a different environment, but a similar idea where all of a sudden I'm like listening, going like, 
oh, hey, there's there's the middle, there's Paramore, there's Blink-182, there's this, there's that. It's like, it's kind of neat. So this is this next song we're going to do is, is a little different, but, you know, kind of like a similar idea in the sense that you get to kind of hear all these different little things because you did a nine-song mashup <laughs> to I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. So let's uh, let's journey, shall we? Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> like the thumbs up at the end. <laughs> hey, we did uh, it. <laughs> we did it. Oh my God, we did it. Uh, so I, I have to ask. Yeah. When you got into, first got into Mr. Brightside by the Killers in that song, do you have like a slapback delay on your vocals? Yes. It's like, like, but just for that spot? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a very nice touch because it's very like, obviously, Brandon Flowers of the Killers, kind of that was 
obviously not his signature voice, but a production no, it's, technique. It's, it's definitely like it's part of his sound. For sure. But I mean, like, obviously he's not doing that oh, with yeah, his that's voice. Not him, but yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like just that signature killer's production note. Uh, I really liked it. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> God, that song. I, I, I also appreciate that you left the trust me in there. But the way you tied it in with, uh, you say he's, he's just, just a friend. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. It's so it's so good. So, take us through how that song comes to be. Because did you sit down going, okay, I'm going to do a mashup? And I, I like that when you sent me the song, you called it the uh, monster mashup. And I was like, <laughs> is monster mash in here? And sure enough, you go into monster mash. Oh yeah, uh, it is. oh yeah, it is. And you released this. Yeah, it was like ten days before Halloween, so yep. it's very fitting. <laughs> um, so when this song comes together, like. So I'm assuming you sit down going, okay, I'm going to do a mashup. How do you pick the songs you're going to use? Yeah, so, like, so that's this what one, I, I this one saying, started as three or four different mashups. Okay. So, so I was mashing up. Um, let me see if I can keep this straight in my head here. Uh, so I was doing Mr. Brightside and I'm Not Okay, and that was its own separate thing. And then right. I was doing uh, Dance Dance and Dancing Queen, and that was its own thing. Uh, right. And I was doing Stay and Check Yes, Juliet, and then that was you know off its its own corner, you know, doing yeah. whatever. And then uh, something wasn't clicking for me with each of them, whether it was uh, in the case of Stay and Check Yes, Juliet, I discovered that someone else had done it. They didn't like actually cover it, but like some like lazy person overlaid the two tracks and right. Yeah. You know, so, so like, it, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally like the, the mashups on YouTube that have millions yeah. of views yeah. are what I do as prep work for my covers. Right, sure. Like, like, so it's like, man, like it, it literally took you five minutes. I know because I do this every week. It took you five yeah, minutes yeah. to do this. Um, but uh, not to say I don't love mashups. I'm just, they're not, you know, high effort yeah, yeah. Uh, content. But uh, so I, I, you know, discovered that that existed and had a notable amount of views. So I was like, well, I can't do that, but I still right. want to do that. So I just like put it in a, its own little box of like, if I ever need parts. Yeah, yeah you know, I'll pull from here. And so I had all these different mashups that for one reason or another, another uh, ended up in this parts bin. And I just, mm. you know, I looked at the parts bin and I was like, I bet I could. <laughs> <laughs> Dare me. Dare me. And, and so I, you know, by the time it, you know, it, so it was six songs, which is fine. But I was like, man, I, I bet I could do 10. And so I tried <laughs> to do 10. Um, and I ended up doing nine. So did you, did you cut one or did you just not come up with 10? I just couldn't come up with something that like right. was satisfying to listen to. Cause at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing for me is like, uh, like I have like crazy ADD. Mm -hmm. So if at any point I get distracted, I'm done. Yeah. Like I, I need to change what I'm doing. Uh, cause if, if I can't keep myself interested and like, I'm the one making it, I'm supposed to be stoked on it. So right. if, if, if I'm getting distracted or if I'm tuning out, then, uh, I've got to change something. So I, that, that was a big problem with um, Mr. Brightside on I'm Not Okay is after the first verse and chorus, it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. These songs work now? together. Yeah. Good job. Um, yeah. Where with, with this, it's like, it, it felt like a, an actual accomplishment. It was like, I took nine songs Yeah. and just like made them work. And like it, it flows in like a cool way. Like the song feels like it's going somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's what I like about a number of your different mashups or 
uh, covers or whatever you want to call some of them is that you almost like you listen to them. I, I know I find myself now listening to them going, okay, first I want to see how this fits together. Okay. That's cool. How that fits together. Now I have this feeling that he's going to go somewhere with this and it's not <laughs> just going to be, you know, man, I feel like a woman start to finish played over top of, you know, some emo chords. Like that's not right. what's going to happen. I know something's going to happen here. So I think that's one of the things that I've come to appreciate about the work that you do. And also I think what probably sets you apart from, you know, some of the other YouTubers that you could say are in the same realm, the same world, right? Like, the uh, same like, niche. Yeah. Same niche. Like going back even to Alex, Alex's work is always so top notch. It's so good. It's so good, but he he also does this thing where he he kind of takes an idea and for the most part I want to say he sticks to it. Yes. And he does it so well whether it's his, you know, like pop punk songs being done country or yep. if he's doing, you know, like if Blink-182 wrote this or uh, one of his series I really like is the uh like if such and such a song had halftime drums. Yeah, and he changes like, up the whole feel. Yeah. Like those are all so cool, but and I, and I love listening to those as going like, "Hey, what's this going to sound like?" And it sounds awesome, but the one thing that you definitely bring to the game is that, okay, where is he going to go? Like, once you've set, like laid out, okay, yep, this mashup works, or this idea works, okay, now where's he going to take it? Yeah, and yeah there's always usually, a now what. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of fun. So it, well, Thank uh, you, I, I appreciate that. that, that that's yeah. just me uh, fighting against the fact that my ADD meds ran out a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really what it boils down to, is it's like I yeah. just... I, I, yeah. I get bored so fast. Like it, it sucks. Uh, I can't even like a lot of the stuff uh, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't finish most covers uh, of like friends of mine, which. Right. Cause it's just like halfway through. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. I get it. Yeah. And I know they're not going to surprise me later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I try my best to, to support my friends and all that, but it's like, bro, just like do something. Like, do do put, do something. Put, put a guitar solo in for no reason. I my, <laughs> the dopamine receptors in my brain would love if you just started ripping. I believe in a thing called love out of nowhere. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Justin Hawkins. He's a he's a great TikTok follow. If you haven't followed him on TikTok, oh he, uh, no, I, I yeah, really? he just he sits there. I don't know what if it's from like maybe he has a YouTube show because it's always like the clips are obviously just like random clips he's not sitting right. down going like okay i'm gonna do that. they're they're from something else mm. but he he's a lot of it is him like you know doing like reactions to songs or breaking down what's happening in songs and like that's cool i like that i mean stuff. he's yeah he's like oh it's justin hawkins he's the guy that sings really high on that song you know from a number of years ago and he wore that funny like unitard thing oh he but, did like, yeah <laughs> With the deep V, <laughs> yeah, but he, deep V, deep V. <laughs> That's not stomach hair we're seeing, sir. Um, nope. <laughs> but but his yeah, his he's just so he just loves music is what it boils no, down I, to. I love and like, that. Right, like listening to someone who lo- like talk, listening to someone talk who loves music, but at the same point knows a shit ton about music. Like not just like oh this band and this band and this band, but the theory behind things is yeah. something that I find pretty interesting a lot of times. But um, meanwhile, myself, I love listening to stuff like that, but I'm like self-taught at guitar. I 
took lessons for a little bit. And as soon as my teacher was like, Hey, now we're going to learn how to read sheet music and yep. theory and shit. I'm like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do I'm, this. I'm self-taught as well. I, yeah. I, I, I try to learn everything by ear. If I get stumped, I'll look up a tab and tabs right. are invariably incorrect. Right. Uh, yeah. But sometimes it's like, I see what they were trying. And sure. it like helps me get on the page, but, but yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes they can be a starting point to be like, oh, this is probably how he's tuned or what keys and you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, just starting points. But yeah, a lot of times I've noticed too, like, I mean, I haven't played my guitar in forever. My, I have my guitar amp sitting right next to me and it's literally for months now been a shelf for a box of chords <laughs> that's, I don't know. There's like an extension cord or no, that's probably my amp. That's probably my Oh, it's an extra Xbox power supply. <laughs> Yo, I have one of those too. I don't know where it where I got it from. I just have oh, funny. an Xbox cord just kicking around. It's oh. like, what what are you? I have the whole like <laughs> box as I pull it out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I years ago, my uh, this might be the original one, maybe. Uh, but it just stopped working. And then so I ordered a new one. And then when the new one came, the old one started working. So I have that two. That happens a lot. <laughs> I, I feel like electronics uh, are sentient and they're capable yeah. of jealousy. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that's what it is. They're, son they're... of a bitch, you can't have another one. <laughs> if I can't have them, no one can. Exactly. But no, man, that, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. This was a lot sure, of fun yeah. to do. And, yeah, uh, this has been th- awesome, David. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sitting through and watching yourself on the videos because I'm like, that's, man, that's fine. It's, it's there's there's, I like being able to react to songs right after I've listened to them. Like I listened to all these and watched all the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I can take notes. I can do this, but it's kind of fun when there's different uh, different levels of stuff going on. So. Um, especially like with my videos with the subtitles it's like there's no way you're gonna remember all that weird (laughs) unnecessary information (laughs) yeah i do i do appreciate how many different times you have uh or how many different ways you've spelled the word fuck like (laughs) oh yeah i get real creative with that yeah you do real creative (laughs) is is that because like with because I've seen that even even going back to TikTok again when captions yeah. are on sometimes yes. like, or whatever sometimes so you they don't will... get suppressed. Yeah, and it's like okay, but so they're not listening. It's just a weird thing to think about because you can get blocked for the audio for a copyright thing, right? Yes. But are you saying they won't suppress you as much if in your subtitles, you're not dropping F-bombs, but in your video, you are? Like, it's just so weird that, like... Well, with spoken word, I feel like the algorithms would know. With music, there's so much going on that I, I don't, I don't smart, think man. they can... They are, but I, I've tried, like, automatic subtitles on my videos, and it'll yeah. be, like, six words at the beginning. Right. And then it'll it'll just, like, in the square brackets, it'll just say, like, these random sounds. It'll be, like, street <laughs> noise... And it's like, what? Street there, noise. Street noise. There was, um, d- d- have you ever been a fan of like Rhett and Link on YouTube? Not a huge fan, but I know who they are. Yeah. Okay. So they, they, they make they good a, stuff. They're entertaining yeah, guys. They did a video years ago. I just remember this where I think it was when like YouTube first introduced like the automatic subtitle thing. And so they did a video where they recorded them. Like they'd written like a, you know, a dialogue piece or whatever. Yeah. So they say it and then they rewrite it based on what YouTube's automatic <laughs> subtitle say it is. So yeah. then they repeat it 
And then they rewrite it again. Oh, they play like subtitle telephone, basically. Basically. So they just kind of keep going down the line (laughs) until it makes zero sense. Oh, I love that. uh, so it's, it's pretty fun. But uh, your your subtitles are a reason to turn closed caption on. Um, they, again, add a whole new element to the video. So it's a lot Especially of fun. the last couple months, I've really, my, because I'm about to start editing this week's video, like once we're done yeah. here. And so like, yeah. by the time I'm doing the subtitles, it's probably going to be 6 a.m. Yeah, I'm going to be loopy. So I don't know what the subtitles are going to be. I, I might, <laughs> I, I'm also toying with the idea of doing like a pop-up video this time. Oh, all right. Which yeah, yeah. who knows what that will even be. Because oh, I'm going to be so zonked by the time I'm doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good luck with that, sir. I'll let you Thank go you, then. Man. I appreciate it. It's, it's it's already late there for you. So yeah, it's um, twelve thirty. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you.